are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sambrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Well, Ulysses, we knew that with the Rays officially signing Chris Archer to a $6.5 million deal, which uh, is actually the third highest salary on the team, believe it or not, the Rays would have to make a corresponding roster move for the 40-man. So mm-hmm. yesterday, they traded Aaron Slagers, all six feet ten of him, and certified boy of Ulysses, Yes. To the Los Angeles Angels for cash or a player to be named or quite possibly a little mix of both. Uh, Ulysses, I want to get your take on this, but I'm a little bit surprised. I honestly thought it would be the Rays would trade somebody else on the 40 man or they would let go of Sleegers or Brett Phillips, something along those lines. I wasn't expecting Sleegers considering how integral he was to the 2020 team. Well, yeah, and we had said on, I think, either on Monday's show or last week that we saw Ryan Sheriff as the victim to be, but we didn't talk about Sleekers, and uh, yeah, my boy uh, has been shipped off to the Angels. Look, there's definite trust right now in the young hurlers, the young arms um, of the race by the race front office, uh, because this was a guy that could provide three innings uh, in a game as a bulk guy or two innings uh, when you need to bridge from the starter to your late inning uh, arms. So this was a valuable guy, especially in a 2021 season where you're going to need a lot of depth. And so you, by you trading this guy, I think it says a lot about how they feel within that organization saying, no, we have plenty of young arms that we can, that we can, uh, you know, put in, in those situations and, and we won't have to miss Aaron Slagers as, as much. I guess that's the idea. Although, you know, he was, and he's kind of unheralded because he has a pretty pedestrian fastball, but when you add to the fact that he's, it's basically a seven footer on a downward plane throwing 91, 92, that looks a lot different than, 91 or 92 from a guy that's six feet or six feet one. And he was, I mean, you mentioned it as kind of a bulk guy going two, three, four innings. You know, when he made his 2020 debut with the Rays, it wasn't pretty. I was making jokes and all sorts of things. I was like, all right, here's a slugger sliggers over here, just giving up bombs to the Boston Red Sox. But he was pretty much dynamite for every inning after that. Uh, In 26 innings last season, three, four, six ERA, 0.885 whip and 19 strikeouts. If you look at some of the deeper profile, he doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. He doesn't walk guys and he misses a lot of barrels. And I thought that, you know, in this year where there's so many question marks about 
what Michael Waka can provide and what Chris Archer can provide and what some others can provide. You know, Sleegers, I know 26 innings doesn't seem like much, but in a 60-game season, you extrapolate that out to 162. That's about 80 innings there. Not to mention that this guy throughout the minor leagues, AAA, he was a he was a starter. He he could go 140, 150 yes. innings. So this was a guy that theoretically could give you a good hundred innings, and, and a guy that's been thrown into every situation. Uh, I think he's been used as an opener. He's been used in pretty much every inning, one through nine, and he understands what the Rays are doing. And the 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 fact that him being six feet ten, it's another unique arm angle and unique profile that you add to that, to that slate of arms. And we talked about it, how every, every pitcher from 2020 brought something, brought a little quirk to the table. Well, Sleegers at six feet, 10 does himself too. And uh, I'm going to go back to your first original point, which is that his debut in 2020. Let's not forget the first, it, it, it was uh, the first two innings of his debut were impeccable. He looked amazing. The third inning, he couldn't get out of it. Uh, I believe he he let in like three three to five runs, and it was just kind of a messy third inning for him, which he I don't think he even recorded an out. Uh, but the first two innings were amazing. So honestly, I'm going to give that not to Aaron Sleekers, but to management not knowing that, hey, it's his debut. Maybe don't stretch out a guy for three innings in Fenway Park. Like maybe that's not the greatest. I think the Rays were up by a ton though. So it was like, let's just let him ride it out right. and whatever. But you don't want to kill his confidence too at the same time with that. Exactly. Especially that guy's debut. It's already in Fenway. Like emotions are running high, especially after having two really clean innings. That's maybe the, the time where you could have. But again, hindsight twenty twenty. It is a weird trade in the fact that you need innings. You just traded a guy that who could possibly give you 80 to 100 innings, which then tells you, okay, well, they're not doing this just to, you know, uh, to do a move. Uh, you you got to think if they're doing this move of giving up a guy who could give you innings in a year where you're going to need innings, then that means for them, they feel good about the position where they are in. And again, let's not only put a, I think it's a lot of pressure for this, for these young arms to say, well, they'll provide a hundred uh, innings. Oh, Fleming will give you 130. You know, Glass now, who's never pitched more than 110, is going to give you 180. Like, I think it's a lot of pressure. Uh, but that's that's all the signs that they're giving out the fandom in the baseball world is that they feel okay with the young arms that they have. But let's wait. Let's wait until those couple guys that are in the 40-man can be transferred over to the 60-day IL, Chirinos, Beaks, and then let's see if they can bring up uh, you know a, a couple more trades or sign free agents uh, that could give a couple more innings. But uh, yeah, it's intriguing to 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 see Aaron Sleegers be traded right now. Yeah, and uh, although in a way, I'm kind of happy for him to see what he can do in Los Angeles because if there's a team that needs arms and needs pitchers and needs a guy that may have to even step into oh, yeah. a starter's role here and there, it is certainly the Los Angeles Angels, plus the standpoint of he's going to get to play alongside a pair of Hall of Famers and Albert Pujols and Mike Trout. I just want to ask him, what's it like? What's it going to be like playing with Trout? What has it been like playing with Trout? I just, I just want him to, to soak that in without, uh, I, I don't know if he wants to compare salaries 
with Trout, but that that's probably, <laughs> I mean, for him as a guy, little known guy playing with the Rays beforehand, bouncing around in the minor leagues and in a matter of 12 months time, 18 months time, he's going to be on the same field theoretically with Albert Pujols and Mike Trout, not to mention guys like Anthony Rendon and Shohei Otani. And of course, getting to work with Joe Madden. And I think there's another sort of tie-in with this trade. Uh, on the Angels roster, Anthony Boom Boom is hey. on the 40 man there. So That's I believe nice. that he and Sligers probably worked extensively together in Durham and throughout the minors uh, in the Rays organization there. So uh, just a little food for thought. Sleegers, we're going to miss you. I, look, I wasn't yeah. high on you to start, but the fact that you recovered and was the, the fact that you were just excellent after that first outing yeah. um, really speaks to his makeup and his drive. And um, again, he's not the, the flashiest guy, but he works both sides of the plate, has good command and control. Throws it into the lefties and into the righties. Like he can, he can move the ball around, and he, he he's a solid. I I think the Angels will find a way to uh, utilize him well, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets quite a few quite a few innings there with them too. Um, we got a couple comments from listeners on uh, Sleegers no longer being on the Rays. Melissa Herrera says, "I kind of thought he was higher up on the food chain," so a little surprised. Uh, anonymous user eight says cash considerations. What a damn surprise. Speaking of cash, who's still bleeping here. So he's referring to Kevin cash, <laughs> buddy. Kevin cash is going to be with the Rays for a while. Uh, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Unless yeah, but, he wants but, to lead the baseball industry entirely and coach at Gaither Heights or just if he, if he wants to turn down his uh, million dollar plus contract, and and do something else entirely. He you're going to see his face. Uh, you're you're going to see him around the Rays clubhouse for a long time. So I'm sorry about that, buddy. Yeah, but I mean, let's give anonymous eight uh, props for for being funny. Thank you for that laugh. That was yeah. that was nice. Uh, and Jared Ward says, tells me the Rays believe in other guys, Sheriff Reed more so than Slagers, although I think it could have been an Angels preference thing too. See, the thing about Sheriff, and I, I don't want to hate on Sheriff. Look, I, he's fine. I think he's a very, he's a borderline 40-man guy as it is, but he's not going to be able to give you the innings that, uh, that Slagers provided, you would think. I mean, Sheriff only pitched, right. what, eight innings for the Rays yeah. last year? And that was out of... I mean, pretty much desperation there too. So, and we'll see about Cody Reed. Maybe if his, if his finger issue is all right, then maybe he can go deep. So we'll see with look, that. I know in their lefties too, but look, most of baseball's right-handed batter. So I feel like you'd need sleepers in that situation though. I just, I, I feel like, you know, in, in, in college and university, when you have the, the first time ever to pick your, 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 your scheduling, you know, and you're like, mm, you know what? I don't want that 8 a.m. class. I would like to wake up later. So let me pick the 2 p.m. class, right? You know, usually we learn uh, pretty quick that you need to add first and then you drop the class. Because if you drop that 8 a.m. and then that 2 p.m. is full, then you have no classes to, 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 to take, right? This same philosophy, I think, has to be, you know, uh, applied with the race front office. Why would I just drop? sliggers over to the angels without anything in the back pocket 
that could give me the 80 innings that I was expecting Sleekers to, to give me. So I think this type of trade it should point out to race fans and to ba- the baseball world that the race front office feels pretty confident about what they're going to get from their young arms. And in my opinion, I think that is a lot of pressure to be giving these young guys, but they know they're, they know those guys way better than we, than we do. Okay. Uh, so if they're this confident, it seems like they're very confident if they are not pursuing anybody else and they're even dropping guys that can give you a lot of it. Right. Yeah. And look, I, I don't think Slagers is a, a hall of famer by any course of the imagination or an all-star or anything like that. But I think he was definitely, you can certainly make the case. He was a key cog for the team last season, but maybe this is just a scenario, like you said, where clear a space off. We know he's not really part of the long-term, long-term plans. And let's just let right. the kids play. Let's yeah. throw McClanahan out there. Let's throw Brennan McKay out there. If healthy, let's throw, Josh Fleming out there, man, that's a lot of lefties I just named, but uh, you get my point with all that. <laughs> Luis Patino, the, the younger guys, the, the prospecty guys you would think are going to shoulder the load with that. And they're going to have to take their bumps and growing pains. And I think the Rays are fine with that as this is, we've talked about it many a times. This is a transition year for sure with that team. So I guess now a uh, Sleegers off the roster, Tyler Glass now the tallest guy on the yep. 40 man, I would assume so. Man, I had, I had high hopes for the Rays rec league basketball team. And they can yeah. still be decent there with Glass now at the helm out at center. But you, you, you could have been a lot more productive there if you just kept Sleegers, keep him at center, move Glass now to a small forward, power forward role, and, and go from <laughs> there. But it is what it is. I've always got to bring in a, a basketball analogy that would be so fun we've talked about this athletes playing their non-sport i think that that that's always a a go-getter and you would get a lot of people paying tickets to to watch that either online now with covid or in a post-covid world uh in person okay uh the mlb and the players union uh they have reached a deal on health and safety protocols for the 2021 season. We'll discuss some of the details on that, but first we've got to tell you about a couple of our good friends. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever before. And like I like to say, the greatest protein bar on the planet, 18 amazing flavors that includes nut and non-nut flavors. The new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. There's a lot of really, really good original flavors too, like German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, peanut butter brownie, coconut. The list goes on and on and on, and they are all covered in 100% chocolate, and they are all soft and easy to chew, and they are all low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. So... Go to builtbar.com and use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. 
So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It just doesn't make any sense at all. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses. So the MLB and the Players Union, they've reached a deal on myriad health and safety protocols for the 2021 campaign. Uh, The on-field alterations include, not sure how happy you are about this, but the return of seven-inning doubleheaders, the return of runners on second base to begin extra innings, 26-man rosters until September when rosters expand to 28, there will also be five-man taxi squads throughout. So basically like a 30-man or 33-man roster, respectively. And as of right now, no universal DH and no expanded playoffs, but that could be negotiated before the start of the season. We know uh, that happened at the 11th hour, well, the, the basically the last minute before the 2020 campaign got underway with that. So Ulysses, thoughts on some of the things that have have come about and that are going to be full bore for the course of 162 this year. I think that uh, the the DH, the universal DH is is a shame, but I think we're going to see that after the CBA gets all fixed uh, after 2021. So, okay, we'll just have to wait one more year for that. Uh, the, um, the the seven inning double headers i understand you got you you got to get the games in so that's all fine and dandy uh i hate the extra inning rule i mean it's just i hate that by giving up two sacrifice flies you can lose a game with a runner that just appear out of thin air i mean i honestly and and I know that most Americans are not going to follow this logic because they probably don't like soccer, but I'd rather them play 11 innings of actual baseball. So an extra two innings. And then if it's still tied, guess what? It's a tie. Everybody go home. A tie has more significance, as you can see the other team. And you can, you know what? Shake their hand in a non-COVID world and say, hey, you know what? We were evenly matched today. Good game. See you tomorrow. I think baseball is missing out something. I and mean, you want people to go home and 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 get these games in. A tie does exactly that by keeping the baseball rules intact. And I mean, a ghost runner is just so antithesis of what baseball is. It would also increase the intrigue in the standings. You know, uh, by july and august you're going to see moves by managers saying hey we can't afford any more ties we got to do something to win this game that's exciting and then also in september you're counting the the days and you're like oh man if we tie two more we're out we we got to do something i think it would 
add so much more to baseball within the game and then in the bigger in the bigger picture with the standings. So uh, I just I completely detest the the ghost runner. I, I, I hate it, man. You're telling me you don't get more tuned into a game like I gotta watch this Padres. Dodgers game or athletics angels game on the West coast, starting the 10th inning, 11th inning runner on second. Like, you know, there's going to be a conclusion sooner rather than later, instead of this game could go 15 innings. I'm not going to see the end of it. I, I just, I don't agree with the, the fact of that pitcher on that mound is going to get an L because he surrendered two fly balls. Like, what? <laughs> like the guy did his job. He did his job. Two fly balls. A lot of guys, a lot of pitchers do the their game. jobs and they take the L's too. Right. I but mean, wasn't, within, wasn't Chris Archer an all-star in a year he lost 19 games? Yeah, that's true. And, and we can get into that argument of whether the, the, the win and loss uh, actually matters. But I, I, the, to lose a game, not just the L on your stat line, to actually lose the game because you did your job, you got to, they, they gave you the ball, said, hey, get some outs. He gets two outs, he loses the game. Like that's, that's just with, without any responsibility. It wasn't even him saying, hey, uh, buddy, can you, can you bail me out? The guy got a double off me. I need you to get the three outs. No, he just got on the mound. There was a guy that nobody allowed him to be there. And now you lose the game. That's just, I think it just takes away from baseball. Is it exciting? Yeah, it's exciting, but it's not. This right. is what we're talking and, about. We got to bring more excitement to baseball for the general layman out there. And you can do that with a tie. A tie is exciting. A tie uh, is exciting. When it's when you're in the 88th minute of a soccer game and it's still tied and you need that victory or you need to, hey, you look, you know, you're playing against Brazil, you're playing against Argentina, Germany, Italy, the powerhouses and you're saying, "Oh my gosh, we're still tied, 88th minute, like we need to keep going everybody just defense, like let's get this tie." It would be the same thing in the ninth inning against the Yankees and you got to get that tie because then you eliminate them. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. That would be a oh, beautiful I'd, I'd thing. I'd love to put a poll up on if there should be ties in baseball, and I would say you would be in the huge, huge minority on that. I know. I know. I, I am like in the minority. 5% and, of people would agree with you. I, I don't oh, know God, about 5%. I would, hockey, people... hockey has shootouts. Uh, college football, and over time, you start at the opposing 25-yard line. College basketball, you don't play another 20-minute overtime half you play five minutes and you try to get the game over with i'm look i love it because i've i've watched more extra inning baseball with this rule in place than i would have otherwise because i know that look it's gonna maybe in the next 20 30 minutes this thing would be over and you know what i say to that pitcher that gives up two sacrifice flies don't give up two sacrifice flies induce a ground out throw a sinker strike the guy out (laughs) do something do something to prevent those sack flies or your team should be good enough on the other end to get two sacrifice flies and more so. Well, this is what I'm saying. The, the, the time difference between ending it in a tie and when it actually ends because of the ghost runner would be essentially the same. Because I don't think we saw more than a handful of games in the, in the 2020 season go past the 13th inning. So what I'm saying is, Play it through through the eleventh just like normal, and if you don't get it, then it's a tie. So, so our differences between Ghost Runner and and 
and the tie in time-wise it's the same thing it maybe yeah but we have a winner we actually have a winner in this case instead of people leaving leaving the game or turning off the game unhappy because they don't have an outcome you know what really. that's the greatest I, I thing wasted about three and a half hours to not get an outcome i watched yeah. six seasons of the sopranos to not know what actually happened in the end are you kidding me well, All right, you know I am never I am never paying to go to another baseball game in my life. If, that can't happen because thing. there are still Soprano fans, including the, the both of us. There are still fans of Inception, including, I think, both of us. So just because you don't get an actual ending uh, that, that you want, I mean, look, a tie is better than a loss. A tie is better than a loss. So y- y- you tell me that people are going to stop watching a game because they got a tie. They keep watching when their teams get blown up or they surrender eight runs in the ninth inning and they lose the game. And it's a heartbreaker. And you're like, how can I be a fan of this team? And you, the next day, 24 hours later, you're turning it on at 7.07 because you're a fan. So I don't think that ties would eradicate the fandom because the losses don't do that. Americans don't like ties. I think the NFL has tried it whenever there has been in odd cases, a tie and there has been outrage, no (laughs) ties, not going to happen. And also with the extra, the runner on second and extra innings, doesn't that a little bit change what has become the three true outcomes of a strikeout, a walk or a homer. There's actually some strategy involved of, uh, yeah, you might have to get a sacrifice fly or put the ball in play. There's a little bit more. Maybe you have to lay down a bunt. At least there's some of that instead of you're just going all for broke with homer or strikeout or a rare walk. And again, if it's July, August, September, and you can't afford another tie, you can put the ball in play. You can try to get a little bit, uh, you know, uh, improvise a little bit, change the three outcome and be like, hey guys, uh, eighth inning here, we can't afford another tie. I need you guys to not swing for the fences. Get on base, do something. I think it would, again, it would do something within the game and also in the macro picture with the standings. But I do agree with you. Americans don't like ties. And, And all of the sports that you're, you're giving me with the exception of basketball, they're not worldwide sports such as soccer. I mean, hockey, yeah, you, you, you play it in some countries, but it's not completely worldwide. Baseball, not completely worldwide. Basketball is the only one. American football, like literally they call themselves world champions. And like, it's like the only country that plays an actual and league. Even if, even if every other country played football, the U.S. would still win. I guarantee <laughs> that. I put that to the bank because of the culture that we have with football and how it's so ingrained in people. Sure. From the, but, the minute they're toddlers, they start playing tackle football. And, and so, yeah. So, uh, but my point, it, it goes f- f- farther. Those sports, the, the, the ones that are not completely worldwide with the exception of basketball cannot have ties. It seems they, they need, they need an outcome. And so I know that I'm in the minority here, but I feel like you wouldn't lose any difference in time with the ghost runner changing it to a tie ball game. And I feel like it actually would add intrigue in the standings and within the game maybe that's why i don't like soccer i never got into soccer because there's ties i forgot about that yeah can't do it here alternate solution for you okay i am willing to play extra innings straight up like normal but we're going to have to go to seven inning ball games every game is seven innings 
So the Ooh. eighth inning would be the extra inning. The ninth inning would be the extra inning. If you have a 12 inning game, okay, so be it. That's, that's the rare one you have. Look, I'm trying to, I put this out on Twitter and I got some, uh, some not so positive feedback, but every <laughs> baseball game should be seven innings. Let's get this thing over within two hours, two mm. hours, 15 minutes. That's why I enjoyed these seven inning double headers because like, wow, I just saw two baseball games in the course of five hours, less than five hours. You know what? I think, you know why it, it can't happen is the, the, the fact is so many more no hitters would be no hitters. So many more perfect games would be perfect games. And that's the allure, right? It's very difficult to do it 27 times. Um, for Like a lot of Yarbrough would have Yarbrough. And I believe, oh my gosh, it escapes me right now. But there were, uh, th- there was a tandem in, in the Orioles, I think in 2019, Yarbrough had a no hitter going and then somebody else came after him, maybe a McKay, maybe somebody else. And they had it going for like until the seventh or eighth inning. Like that would have been a, a, right. a perfect game. You know, I think McKay had a perfect game in t- up until the fifth inning. Right. Uh, you know, so I, I think that's why you, you won't be able to see that, but I get it. If you want games to end fast, I'm giving you an out too. It's a tie ball game after 11 innings. You had your two extra innings of regular baseball time. You couldn't do it. Hey, guess what? Let's not go to sleep at 3 a.m. It, call it off right now. It's a tie. Should have been, should have played better. Should not. Sh- should have bunted. Should have uh, tried to steal a base. Should have tried to get on base. Should have done something other than what you did because obviously you both were pretty evenly matched today. Home run derby to end the game. Let's do that. Let's do something creative with all this. <laughs> Look, in all honesty, I'm just kind of shocked that not that these, I guess, rules were re-upped for this season, but the fact that, yeah, MLB is, they are going with 162. And they've got a lot of quarantine protocols and not going out to bars and certain restaurants. Like there's, for 230 days, man, players That's are going to have to... It's, it's not going to be a fun year. I don't think between going from the ballpark back to the hotel, back to the ballpark for a uh, much longer oh, time six, than your months? 60 game season. Like MLB Ooh. should have just been full disclosure up front and been like, we can't, we can't try we can't to stretch this thing out from 60 to 162, a hundred. Okay. 120, yeah. maybe max. Right. And I mean, the Rays do in a way have a built in advantage because they played 80 games them in the Dodgers. There's a lot of teams that only played 60 games. Exactly. 63 games, 64. So at least the Rays are a little bit stretched out in that end. But man, I, I could see. But then you have to multiply by two. They did 80. So now they have to do double what they did. Yes. I, I just, it's a lot, Kev. It's a lot. And, you know, the sensors that they have to wear, the contact tracing uh, point of reference, a person, yeah. the fact that you, you got to drive by yourself or on the team bus up to spring training games. It's going to Here, be a lot. Here's why I'm saying, okay, if you want to do 162, Okay, I understand that, but make every game seven innings this year. At least that would help in a sense. You're still playing every day during that period, but the games are a little bit shorter. You can save arms and things like that. Just throw it out there. Just try it out. Yeah, We've already done – we're already doing some quirky things. Before you know it, we're going to have robot umpires, a lot of different things in place. So I, I'm just saying give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. Give it a shot. Look, I mean, uh, spring training games, I saw, I, saw a, uh, I saw a little footnote that spring training games could be as short as like five innings. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, all, so if we're doing five inning spring training games, seven inning double headers, 
why is it? And we're doing a ghost bleeping runner after the ninth inning. In the eighth inning, if it's a seventh inning, a, d- a doubleheader, yeah. why not a tie? I just, I, I don't understand how that's a bridge too far in a ghost runner or a five inning game is is like oh no it's completely fine but a tie what are you this is a blasphemous like i just don't see the jump i don't understand it before we get some hate mail from uh, rob manfred i think we can we can end on that note there all right that wraps up this edition of locked on rays now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on mlb prospects hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you on friday 